0: This is Pastor Sean, and you are listening to The Intersection, not your normal fluffy Christian show, and this is the day the Lord has made. I will rejoice and be glad in it. Amen. I'm going to be happy and glad and rejoice in the Lord no matter what. Uh, Many of you have heard the sad news this week that uh, Rush Limbaugh, the man, the myth, the legend, the one who pretty much cut the path for any of us, no matter how great or small, even for a little little back alley corner uh, talk show host like myself. Pretty much, um, you know, unknown, unheard, undiscovered, but yet having a good time doing this. Um, He cut the pathway. I remember hearing him for the first time probably 30 years ago and just being stunned. And I know many other people uh, felt the same way, but um, he is the pioneer of talk radio. Um, He is a major definer of what conservatism is. And uh, he went to be with Jesus. You say, ah, are you so sure? They always say, go with Jesus. Well, if you listen to him later in his programming, and especially since his his illness, um, he was clearly that he professed his faith in Jesus Christ as his Lord and Savior, said he had a personal relationship with Jesus Christ, which is code word for is saved, gave his life to the Lord. So, um, heavens gain our loss. Um, maybe, uh, maybe the father will let him, you know, do some announcing up there, do some, uh, do some programming. We don't know, but, uh, anyway, it's a sad day. Um, but, um, and you know, if you want to talk about hate, I'm so sick of all this white supremacy now, you know, the, the, the day's going to come. We're not going to fall for it anymore. The white supremacy, the racism, the bigotry, it's all so old. It's all so stale. You know what left, left wingers have actually done, they've actually cheapened, Words like white supremacy. Because now everybody's a white supremacist. If you, I mean, just, just in lieu of not voting for agreeing with what they do, you're a white supremacist or a bigot, uh, racist. You know, They have taken all these words and cheapened. But you want to talk about hate. You want to talk about the party of hatred. You should have seen the comments by well-known Democrats, activists politicians, actresses, actors, you should have seen the the comments that they made about Rush Limbaugh, rejoicing in his death, hoping he's in hell, all kinds of just, you want to, the Democrat Party is the party of hate with a capital H. And by the way, it houses all the bigots. It houses all the anti-Semites. It houses all the racists. They point their fingers and accuse others. They're just projecting what they are. It houses them all. If you're a minority in this country, how you can vote Democrat blows my mind. Joe Biden's got ten times the the, the uh, t- uh, attachments to white supremacists and segregationists than any Republican. Anyway, we won't get off on that. We talk about the hate. You know what? Just, I didn't even let it dampen. You know what? Rush Limbaugh was a great man. He did great things. Um, he was a good man. And, you know, let them let him say whatever they're going to say. Hate's not going to overcome love ever. And today we are going to talk a little bit about, we've been talking about some of the executive actions by the Biden administration. We've been talking about some of the reversals of what I would call progress. Um, We've been talking about the reversals economically. You know, remember when this guy said, hey, come on, man. Come on, man. Come on, man. Do do, do I look like a socialist to you? Do I look like a left-wing radical socialist to you? Should have said, yes, you do because he and he I mean he's not even waiting like you know a year or two to destroy the country he's doing it all in one fell swoop yes he's gone as pushed as far left as possible now we already know the first amendment is completely under siege it's still in place theoretically it's still in place on paper but we have the reeducation camps and the social media who reeducates anybody who doesn't think quite like a left winger. We have the re edgy They'll cancel you. They'll shut you down. They'll ruin your business. They'll try to get people to stop buying from you. They'll slander you, smudge you, call you a white supremacist, racist, bigot, even if you're black, by the way, because if you're a black conservative, you are now a white supremacist and you have you have, in fact, um, abdicated. Your racial identity because of your politics, and if you're white and you're a liberal, you're actually allowed to insult black conservatives because you're blacker than them. In lieu of your Democrat liberal politics, you actually become blacker than black conservatives, and you can you can disparage them without being called a racist because the black conservative is the actual racist going for white supremacy. Now I want to say something here: the conservative party is the most inclusive party. It is the most. It is the most. Um, inclusive because we don't divide people based on identity politics we don't we don't identify people based on the color of their skin or their economic status or their culture we don't we don't do that we believe everyone's created equal and has equal opportunity equal opportunity to make something of themselves or to achieve greatness in this great land in which we live. So we actually are the actual party of inclusiveness. The Democrat Party is the party which divides us. Black against white, straight against gay, uh, male against female, uh, cisgender against transgender. I don't even know what cisgender is, but I heard about that for the first time, being educated in all these wonderful terms. They're the ones who who, who uh, divide us by pronouns, Conservatives say anyone who wants the opportunity and freedom that this country has to offer is welcome in the big tent. Democrats do not. You are not welcome unless you espouse left-wing radical communist, communist ideology. You are not welcome. And they're the ones who, who try to who, uh, divide us along identity politics. So the First Amendment, we know, has already been shredded and under attack, even though you can still legally pretty much say what you want. The social machine will destroy your life. Ask the people who are being canceled out of movies, jobs, political positions, because they didn't go. They didn't go with a left-wing thinking. And you know what? There's going to come a day when people are going to get tired of being scared of that. Corporations. Are no longer gonna it's just gonna get the word racist and sexist and bigot and homophobic just it's losing all of its punch. Because now it's it's anybody and everybody. I mean, you know anyone and everybody. Any anyone disagrees with me is all those things, you know. So it's it's losing its it's losing its punch, its accus its accusatory power. But the next thing I want to talk about is something called your second amendment, which gives you the liberty to protect the first amendment. People say, well, you know, the Second Amendment people, they always sound so radical. It's just these gun people that want to—these revolutionary gun people. No, it's for everyday, simple Americans who simply believe that you have a right not to die at somebody else's hands. You have a right not to be killed by somebody else who does have a weapon or can overpower you. It's just for the simple, single mother who doesn't want her home to be broken into— harm to come to her child, or to be raped, or assaulted, or any of those things. It's for the grandmother who lives in a tough area and is worried that they're going to be targeted because they're more feeble or they have more restraints, and they're going to be targeted. It's for the person who simply just enjoys the idea of being able to target shoot or hunt or any of these things. Now, they have many times... uh, by the way uh, the the left wing people try to attach this to hunting there is not a darn word in the second amendment that refers to hunting nothing it, it the second amendment is not the right to hunt the right to have a gun so you can hunt it is nothing to do with sports or hunting it has everything to do with personal protection which every person has the right to have the right to pursue life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness, you have to be alive. And it gives everyone the right to keep themselves or their loved ones alive in case they are to be attacked from an individual or a government or an organization of any kind. They have the ability to defend themselves. The Second Amendment reads just this simple. A well-regulated militia being necessary to the security of a Free state. The right of people didn't say military people. It didn't say just police officers. Didn't say certain people. Didn't say certain age groups, certain racial makeups, certain economic, social. In fact, this amendment is one of the most liberating, freeing amendments that there is. And that's why it's so under siege. It doesn't matter who you are. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter where you came from. You have the right of people to keep and bear arms. Shall not be infringed. Oh, well, that's clearly talking about our military people. That's clearly talking. No, it's talking about the common everyday person. Because the founding fathers, in their ultimate wisdom understood what it meant when simply certain people had guns and others did not. And history records and shows us that the ones with the force and the weaponry are the ones who hold the power, and they typically will oppress the people who don't have the weaponry. Therefore, that's why every single totalitarian government, the first thing they do is disarm their people. You can control an unarmed people. Well, that's what the government's for. We don't need personal individuals. The government's here to protect us. That, my friend, is the greatest misnomer. (laughs) That is the greatest misnomer. Problem throughout human history is when people looked to the government to protect them and wound up oppressing them because they had no way to resist. So, now you know what's funny? Just talking about this today puts you in the category of a radical or a revolutionary. It puts you in the category of uh, uh, an insurrectionist or something. That's them gun people. And, you know, they're always spooky. It's the gun people. By the way, did you ever notice it's never the legal gun people who usually are committing the heinous acts like mass shootings? They're usually the ones stopping them. They're usually not the ones wreaking havoc in inner city streets and robbing people. They're not, it's not your legal beagle gun owners that are typically the problem. And yet that's the people they want to disarm. You really think criminals are going to turn in their already illegal guns because you can't have one if you have a felony? You really think that's, I mean, hey, we could just ban assault rifles and people to buy them legally, then the illegal ones on the street will disappear. Yeah, that's what we do. And the fact, the reason that this is such an important issue is that the Second Amendment protects every other amendment. They can infringe on any other amendment if there is no way for the electorate or the common man to protect themselves. Well, that's just because you're a and you, you're one of these, the government's going to attack us and over... My friends, this is about personal protection on a day-to-day basis. This is about staying in your home and somebody wants to break into your home and do harm to you or your family. This is about being carjacked on the road when you're minding your own business. This is about being robbed. This is about uh this is about a single mother who's got a personal protection order against a violent ex-boyfriend or husband um, who is violating the order. This is a this is for the common person. To have some ability to protect themselves and the people in whom they love. Now, the other thing is, they always say, oh, stop it, Second Amendment people. No one's coming for your guns. Really? Well, if you say you're coming for my supposed assault weapon, which, by the way, it's it's a laughing joke. They don't even know what an assault weapon is. They don't know what an AR-15 is. In fact, I've heard them on the left quote that AR means assault weapon rifle which is shows their absolute ignorance they don't even know about what they speak but the ability to defend yourself should not be decided by the people who cannot defend you it could should not be decided by people in the halls of congress or presidents it should be decided by the individual how to protect so whether i've got a pistol with a few rounds in it or i've got an ar15 with 30 rounds in it or I've got a shotgun or whatever I've got, whatever else I've got. It is my business to protect my family in whatsoever means I deem necessary. So when they say things like, we're not coming for your guns, we're just coming for your, your clips that hold over eight rounds, well... A clip that holds over eight rounds doesn't do much when you get two or three intruders. Or a clip that holds so many. And there's this constant fray of, oh, we're not trying to come for your guns. We're just trying to make ammunition hard to get. We're just trying to get a national registry. We just want you to pass a mental health exam. We just want you to pay a tax. We, we want to make it so difficult when it is every person's intrinsic right granted to them by their creator to protect their own life or the lives of the people they love history has told us over and over again that in un, in, in, in a, a disarmed people, a people who have no ability to protect themselves, no ability to resist typically become oppressed and that's even the even the great United States of America it can be an issue. So Biden has come out. And he's launching an all-out assault to dismantle this second Well, here we go, conspiracy again. He's not going to come take anybody's guns. Well, that, that has yet to be seen. But the fact that you want to outlaw a certain particular kind of gun, not for criminals, by the way, but you want you want to outlaw a type of gun for law-abiding citizens or types of ammo or types of clips or any of these things so we can diminish the ability... A people to protect themselves is an attack on the Second Amendment. Universal background check is really a universal registration system. say, well, what's so wrong with that? You know, they always make these things sound good, too. Universal background check. You know you get a background check whenever you go buy a handgun? You get a background check. You get a background check. It goes... And it comes back, and you're either cleared or you're not cleared. And if you've got a felony, you're not cleared. There is a background check. This is really what they're talking about is a universal registration system. And what that means is when you go to apply to buy a firearm, it goes on a national registration system so that your privacy becomes violated because now they know what gun you own, how many do you have? They know everything about your gun purchases. Could you imagine if this was done with your... Every, that's the way they would like to move to where... Nothing is private. Everything is known. But it's a universal registration system. Well, how do we know that that registration system, supposedly just for safety and supposedly just to keep lawful people buying guns, isn't eventually used against us... To to collect those very guns. And I know the conspiracy people are rolling. You know, everything starts off with a chipping away. Remember when it was just a conspiracy that there were socialists in this country? And now they proudly parade, run as socialist. Remember when it was just conspiracy that the FBI or CIA, that that are, that are uh, our intelligence services have spied on us and other people in the government? And then we come to find out They have. Remember when so many different things were considered conspiracy theory, and over time in space, those things were proven out to be true? Well, it's not anybody's business how many guns you own, where they're at, what you're using to defend yourself. It is not anyone else's business. Secondly is the banning of assault weapons, and then defining assault weapons as almost any semi-automatic firearm, they literally want to call everything an assault weapon because they think that it carries such weight and or a military-grade weapon. By the way, the the AR-15s and the guns that we're buying are not do not have military capabilities. Yes, they are semi-automatic. Yes, they can rapid-fire, but they are not the same. Well, and even if they were, even if they were. The fact is is they want to make unavailable certain kind of weapons. In fact they would probably prefer that we had no weapons, but if we did have some, it would be old powder muskets, one load, one shot, one musket ball. But the fact is is that they can when you when you say the word assault weapon, it leaves the definition up to the person defining assault weapon. They can't even get it right now. That will pass into any semi-automatic weapon, whether it be a pistol or a long gun or any other uh, firearm that they can deem as an assault weapon will be banned. And by the way, that is banned for the legal public buyers, the average American law-abiding citizen, But I'm sure that the criminals in the streets who are obtaining these firearms illegally are just going to stop once legal firearm owners would have theirs banned. Third is banning magazines that hold more than 10 rounds. First, it hurts people twice for self-defense in our country and then attacking the firearm industry so that any criminal that goes out and misuses a gun, the gun manufacturer can be sued for it. It's going to put the industry out of business and nobody can buy a gun. By the way, two things here. They like to say things like, who needs a magazine with more than 10 rounds to hunt? If you, if you need more than 10 rounds to shoot a deer, you're not a very good deer hunter. Nothing to do with hunting. Never did. Never did. And when you limit people to a certain amount of round or magazine capacity, you're limiting them in their ability to defend themselves especially if there's multiple attackers or the attackers are attacking with weapons that don't, that have multiple magazines. This issue of limiting the, the magazine capacity is directly saying that the government gets to intervene on when and how you defend yourself, your family or your property. And the next one, let's not, Go directly after the people. Let's not go directly after the people. Let's hold the firearms manufacturer accountable for anyone who misuses one of these weapons that they sell. No other industry is this kind of system applied to. Ford Motor Company doesn't get sued Because somebody drinks and drives, jumps in their Ford Escape, and goes and wipes out an entire family. No, they do not. No other industry where people are buying things and then held responsible later for the actions of the individuals who purchase those things is this true except the industry of the firearm industry. And what they want to do is say, well, we're not going after individuals' rights to buy and sell arms, but what we'll do is... If, God forbid, one of these guns show up in a mass shooting or show up on the street or whatever else, we're going to sue the firearms industry, give them no blanket or insurance protection, literally to drive them out of business. And they're getting smarter and smarter with these kind of things. They're not even, you know, the, I believe one of the, the the biggest things they're going to do that they try to do in the past is they're going to try to limit ammunition sales. They're going to try to tax ammunition And ammunition cells to a place to where it's not feasible or practical because you can have all the guns you want, but if there's no ammo, not helpful. And I can tell you, we are living right now under the most anti-Second Amendment administration that you've ever seen, even more than Bill Clinton even more than others who came before you're 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 looking at the most anti second amendment. And you know, you got to ask yourself what's the real motivation when they know that the average law abiding citizen buying a gun, you know, uh, someone had said there's probably 300 million guns and over a trillion rounds of ammunition, ammunition that personal gun owners own. If we were irresponsible or if we were criminal, you would know it. Until next time, this is Pastor Sean. May God richly bless you. We're the bad news. We're the young guns. We're the ones that they told you to run from. Yeah, a player's gonna play, and a hater's gonna hate.